All right, we continue studying the Sefer Bayam Dar Kecha, studying about the month of Elul. And yesterday we began the second chapter of the deeper aspects of Tshuva. And we've said that's recognizing the unity of Hashem. And we explained that we have to look deeper into what our affairs really represent. And if we know that Hashem is the source of everything in this world, and He is the source of all good, and if a person lives with that reality, they would never contemplate on doing something that Hashem would tell you not to do. Because a person who sins really feels that there is something good outside of Hashem. And that's the deeper source of the sin. It's not the sin itself is one thing, but what was the source of the sin? The source is to not recognize, not have the right amuna, that Hashem is the unifying factor of all good in this world. And if Hashem tells you to stay away from something, no matter how good it may appear to be, it cannot be good. So what's the core issue? The core issue of any Avera is that you're not thinking things through to the final result or the core issue. And the core issue is... If Hashem is the source of all reality, and Hashem says, and therefore the Torah is defining reality and saying this is what you do and this is what you don't do, then why would you ignore what Hashem says unless you believe there's something else besides Hashem? And that becomes the core problem. So now, with this understanding, we can now take it a little further and understand what tshuva really means now. So now we're on page Lamed Test. You should know, I, I realized, as I was learning with someone, the Sefer Bechavrusa, that there are different, um, what do you call it, dates of publishing. Oh. The Sefer I was published last year. <laughs> last year. But now there's a newer version with different pagination. So mine, it was printed in Tufshin Pei Beis, 2022. There's already a version printed in 2023. Some of you may be looking, saying, I don't I have the wrong page. So just telling you, I'm using from that version. Anyway, I'm on page Lamites. So now we understand that tshuva is not merely to fix up the actions that you've done wrong, although that's important to show that you mean what you're doing. But the main part of tshuva is to search out the truth of Hashem, as we said, and to return to connect to Him. Now on a deeper level, not just coming back, but coming back by recognizing His unity. That to recognize that He is everything. And the depths of tshuva is to leave the mistaken forgetfulness of the unity of Hashem. Because us forgetting that unity of Hashem, that causes us to think that there could be something else good in this world with its pleasures outside of Hashem. And in footnote, Lamed Gimel says that that can even think that we have an independent power to do what we want and to not listen to Hashem. That's the real problem. So now, what do we, so stopping to do it that's just dealing with the symptom. But the cause is, you think there's something good outside of Hashem. So if you stop the symptom, but you still believe there could be something good outside of Hashem, that doesn't cure the core. And therefore, the real tshuva is to return to connect to Hashem as a person would connect to a, a nursing mother. 
A nursing baby has no thoughts that somebody else is going to take care of them. It's that breast is going to take care of that kid. Nothing else. Go give it a rib steak. I'm not interested. He knows mother's milk is what's going to do it, and nothing else is going to take care of him. So now, if you understand that that's your relationship with Hashem, and Hashem says, okay, you want to live? You want to nurse for me? Torah mitzvahs. That's going to be it. And that is the inner core of what tshuva is all about. When you're coming back to Hashem, it's not just as we said for the first couple of days, come back to Hashem, which is true. But more than that, it's coming back to Hashem and recognizing that He is the only source of your reality and to really feel there is nothing else but Hashem. There could be other things, but they're not true and they're not real and they're not going to get you in any good place. I... What, how do they exist? Yeah, Hashem is the source of that too, but it's a source to test you. It's a source to not go after. And therefore, when a person recognizes the unity of Hashem and he knows clearly there's no other reality of Hashem, says footnote Lamedalin, thereby a person will merit that his sins will get wiped out. And all the intentional sins will become merits. And how does that work? Well, when a person returns and does tshuva, which now means, let me finish this, that he returns to believe in the truth of Hashem's unity. So if you really now believe that Hashem is the source of everything, now Hashem is so powerful that he can fix up everything he did bad. If Hashem really is the source of everything, that means he could do anything. You did something bad, okay. Hashem can fix it all. What do you mean I did terrible things? Doesn't matter. Hashem's the source of everything, isn't he? Can't he fix up what you damaged? Certainly he can. There's not, if you really have connected to the unity of God, it means there's nothing that's not under his domain. And there can't be anything that isn't for the good. But sometimes it's concealed. But when a person does shuva, he reveals that. Even if you don't understand how that works and how it becomes good, you don't have to understand. You have to believe that Hashem can do it. So therefore, what he's saying is like this. You did an Avera. It was a terrible Avera. You think you did the Avera by yourself? Hashem had nothing to do with it. Hashem presented the challenge. Hashem presented the test, didn't he? Everything comes from Hashem. Hashem wanted you to pass the test, but you failed the test. Okay. Hashem's not aware of this. Is this something that was in the background that Hashem wasn't aware of? You come to Hashem, you may not know, but I did an Avera. Hashem says, who do you think set you up for the Avera? And I didn't want you to do the Avera, but I set it all up to test you, for you to grow, whatever it is. And you failed. You thought there's a pleasure outside of me. So now, have you come to the realization that you were wrong about that or not? Yeah, I see that it's really everything is from you. Yeah, so you know what? Even the test I sent came from you. And now I don't have to punish you. I can wipe it away. We don't need it anymore. And you know what? Did you learn something from that? Yes, I learned something. Oh, you learned something from that? Now I can make it a mitzvah. Now, you can't do it, I can't do it, we can't do these things, but Hashem can do these things because 
And even if we don't understand how that works, Hashem is telling us that it works that way. And if a person lives that way, he can actually then fix everything up. Because now that he now comes in and saying this, if he now wants to improve things, he realizes it's not himself who's doing it. He's, Hashem is the one that's helping him. The moment a person knows that there's nothing true outside of God's existence and the light of Hashem is found in everything, now he could try to do what he wants to do and succeed and find Hashem in everything that's there. Because Hashem is in every place that's there. And that gives him the ability to make those changes. Yes? We just learned, Rabbi, but still uh, I'm not uh, clear. So we just learned that uh, Hashem erases, if you do you are, erases and you, your... It's sincere. sincere. It's sincere. Sincere erases and your uh, I will turn into... Mitzvahs. So then we are not judged later on when... There's nothing to judge. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. How? Who creates the Avera? You have a free choice. You have a free choice. Now you chose to do a sin. Now, let's say the sin was you ate treif. Okay. Who created the treif food? Hashem. Hashem created the treif food? Yeah. Hashem created it should be appealing to you? Yeah. Yeah? Hashem created all your feelings that you have? Yes. Now, you have one little thing. You can choose how to work with those feelings. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. And you thought, you know, this trait is good even without Hashem. Right? There's something, that was your mistake. Something's outside of Hashem. Oh, something's outside of Hashem. So why you, I guess you figure you could eat the trait. There's God and there's trait. And there's two separate entities here. So then you come and do tshuva, what are you saying? No, 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 the, the treif and the God are not two separate entities. It all comes from Hashem. And Hashem was telling me not to use it, and I made a terrible mistake. I regret making that mistake. Then Hashem says, well, if you regret... Now, now when you did the Aver, you caused a terrible spiritual pollution to come into the world. But that comes from the fact that you thought that that thing had an independence other than Hashem. But when you come to realize that everything now is from Hashem, and I was totally wrong to think that way, and I'll never do that again, then Hashem can just say, okay, it doesn't exist anymore. I don't, I don't need it to exist anymore. It's accomplished its goal, and now not only, but you know, it does exist, because now it's a mitzvah. Because now, you, now you're a better person for it. And everything has a purpose, and eventually everything has to turn out to be good. So if you want that to be, then all of a sudden it becomes good because it's all in Hashem's hands. For me and you to repair such damage, we can't do it. But if Hashem is the one who creates it, then he can change it. Yeah? <coughs> so, uh, Rabbi, there's a, there's a ditch there. And it says there's a... A ditch? A ditch, okay. It's a, it's a hole. And it says, life danger, life risk. So it you says know, what? It's a life risk. If you, if you go, if you fall, you'll die. Okay, okay, before you'll die. Okay, so before we do our God, Hashem already told us that you have to choose good. He's already given you instructions to choose good. Then how, why we, he should, why Hashem should clear everything? When he said, I've told you you have to do this. You're not doing, you're not choosing good, you're choosing bad. And 
So what's your question? My question is that why why you choosing that? Why am I choosing that? <laughs> no. So what's your question? <coughs> why why the avidata uh, turning into mitzvahs? Because you because you know, we've changed our feelings towards those things now. But you have already given instructions not to do it. You know, if you do, you're going to do, get it wrong. So the why you do it then? I, I, I had free will choice to do it. So I made a mistake. Now the question is, do I want to learn from my mistake or not? If the person is stubborn and says, I don't want to do tshuva, then eventually you will die from it. You will die from it. If you still believe, you did the affair and you still think that it's, there's something outside of Hashem, then it will destroy you. But if you now say, I made a mistake, and I realize that everything comes from Hashem, the way you relate to Hashem is the way Hashem relates to you, which is only fair. In fact, you say, you know what? I was so stupid to think that this ditch existed outside of Hashem. Now I realize that ditch is part of Hashem. And my behavior was totally unacceptable, and I regret doing that behavior. And really, it all belongs to Hashem, and it's not mine at all. And really, even I did, even what I did isn't mine. Even I have free will choice, but Hashem enables me to do free will choice. So now I regret what I did. So Hashem says, if you regret what you did, and I'm all powerful, I could take it away. But that's only if you believe that the Hashem's the source. If you, if you think Hashem's not the source, then Hashem says, so what do you want me to do? Well, make things better, but you're not doing tshuva. You believe that this is giving you pleasure. So go get your pleasure from it. Go get your pleasure from it. Well, it's not, so then give it up. I can't give it up. Oh, why can't you give it up? Because I think it's going to be pleasure. So then go to the desk. You, you can't have it both ways. You can't say it gives me pleasure, but Hashem, you take care of me. What do you mean? I told you you can't use that. So just a quick, so yeah. yesterday's class, we're not supposed to be perfect. We're not, yeah, if, we, if somebody not to go to the ditch and you went to the ditch, if you, you, the way you were saying it, it wasn't supposed to be perfect. You're not perfect, right? Because instructions are, Torahs are, Torahs are instructions. Instructions are given to us but what not, to do. But we're not perfect. But, but here, but you see, we have, we're, we're, we're focusing here on the depth so of the core. To remember, the depth of the core of the sin that creates all this evil is the disconnection of disconnecting something from the unity of Hashem. That's the core. That's the problem. Okay. We know, you know, tshuva is from the words tashuv, hey. <coughs> bring back the hey. What does bring back the hey mean? So Hashem's name is Yud, hey, vav, hey. Now, I don't want to get too uh, mystical here, but this, the Yud, hey, vav, hey name of Hashem represents Hashem's energy from the beginning. That's the Yud. The Yud, that's the source. That's the source of everything. All from Hashem. The hay is like the hand that Hashem gives, the hand, the vav is the arm, and the hay is how you receive it. So where is all Averis coming from the way you receive it? You receive it as something that's disconnected. You have yud hay vav, and I got this hay that you feel is not connected to yud hay vav. The hay is what Hashem is giving you in this world. Now, when you connect it, Hashem says, okay, this food, this hay, you make a brach on it. When you disconnect the hay, you say, it didn't come from Hashem. So I could do what I want with it. Oh, you disconnected it. Oh, now, once you disconnect it, that's not going to be good. It's losing the life source. 
of, its, of the power that it has. That, that <clears throat> life-preserving uh, energy. You know, what do you do with, how does food become spoiled? It's, it's been removed from its source of existence. A, a, a milk. Milk, when it's in the cow's udder, is, is okay. Now that it's been milked, okay, keep it in a fridge, keep it there. What if you leave it out in the sun? Connections. Connections gone, it spoils, it's not good. So you don't have any connection to Hashem. All that's going to be bad. But if you, you use it the way Hashem wants it, it's connected. All connections. So if you if you remove the so what's Chuva saying? I want to take the hay and reconnect it. So when you want to reconnect it, then you're going to realize what it really is. And that food, that's not, let's say you didn't make a brach on it, but now that I reconnect it, then I'm always going to make a brach on it. And therefore, even the sin, but it taught me a very valuable lesson. And the lesson is to reconnect Hashem. Now that became a tool of reconnecting me to Hashem. <clears throat> So it has a purpose too. Even the Averis you do can have a purpose. Okay, now we go to sec- within this chapter two, we have section Gimel, page men. So, so now if you're going to do tshuva through this recognition of the unity of Hashem, a person will not fall into the trap of thinking that he'll never reach perfection. And he won't fall into despair when he's not successful in reaching perfection. Why? Because a person like this understands that if everything is from Hashem, then comes the next big step. It says what? He's mavatal himself before Hashem. He nullifies himself before Hashem. Now what does that mean, to nullify yourself before Hashem? It's an emotional feeling that everything is from Hashem, I have no importance in and of myself. I'm included in his light. And we gave a mushroom when we learned to say for long ago, someone who is a simple person in the presence of a great person. A simple person, the biggest tzaddik in this room, we feel like nothing. Who who am I? (laughs) The big one's here. So if when we really understand Enod Novato, who are we? We're nothing. No, but... Only my only reality is how I'm connected to Hashem. And when I'm a vatal, my own desires, and you realize I'm only an ambassador of Hashem, I'm a messenger of Hashem, that Hashem sent me in this world to do what I can according to my abilities, according to what I'm able to reveal in Hashem. But I'm not an independent person, so I never have any perfection. I don't have perfection. I can't be perfect. I can only be attached to the perfection. I can be attached to Hashem. And for what Hashem wants from me, that's what I can ask. Maybe Hashem doesn't expect me to be perfect. Maybe my role is to not be perfect, but to be what Hashem wants me to be. And a lot of times, what do we think perfect is? Perfect is like that guy. No, no, no. That guy is that guy. You have your own agenda that Hashem wants from you. Therefore, that takes you out of that stress of saying, oh, I have to be perfect, right? So therefore, when you are, when you live the life of Beetle and you realize that everything you're doing is a shlichus to reveal Hashem and not that I'm accomplishing that. So therefore, I don't feel bad if it didn't work. 
if it doesn't work, I was a messenger and I tried my best to do it. I really did. And sometimes Hashem says, you know what? I'm sending you on a shlichus and I'm not expecting you to succeed in the biggest way. Maybe only a little bit of success. <clears throat> now, we don't know. We try our best. But if it's a shlichus, we said, did I try my best to be a good ambassador Hashem? I really tried. But I failed. Okay, you failed. Okay. You, who, who said you have to succeed? Who said you have to succeed? But do you want to be ambassador? I want to be ambassador. I'm thinking about you all the time, Hashem. That's good. Have you made changes? I've made a lot of changes. Are you perfect? No. Okay, fine. But, uh, but it's all Hashem. And if I make mistakes, that's sometimes Hashem doesn't help us enough and that we make mistakes. And why does Hashem not help us? Because He wants us to learn something from our mistakes. And sometimes something good will happen from our mistakes that we're not even realizing it. But then we always come back to, okay, so now I got to be a better shaliach. I want to be a better shaliach. A perfect shaliach? No, but a better shaliach, yes. So you see how these steps begin? What happens is when you disconnect yourself from the unity of Hashem and you think there's other things outside of Hashem that can be good and that can be many things, forbidden pleasures, or my arrogance, my self-esteem is a good outside of Hashem then you can leave yourself open to all kinds of mistakes. And the tshuva isn't just to stop the mistakes, it's to stop the source of those mm. mistakes. And if you realize that you totally are, uh, are connected to Hashem, and He's the source of everything, and there is no good outside of Him, and I can't even do anything without Hashem, and I'm not arrogant enough to think that I can, so then you could say, okay, I just want to be connected to you, Hashem. And therefore, I'm not going to fall into those traps that the HR gives you. Yeah? So why we say, for humans, we are Tzelem Eloki, we are image of Hashem. We are not image of Hashem. We are in the image of Hashem. We're in the image of Hashem. We are image of Hashem. We should not be, we are rating ourselves very high. In regards to no, God, no, we we're, making, we're making Hashem very high. We're only high. Let, let, me, example, let me give you an example. Is a mirror arrogant? What is well, you could have the handsomest person standing in front of the mirror. The mirror says, my, I'm so handsome. Now, I want to ask a question. Is the picture in the mirror handsome, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Sure it is. Is the mirror arrogant about it? No. You didn't sell him a little key. You do something good, you're mirroring what Hashem has given you the ability to do. Your greatness is only because you're mirroring Hashem. Yes, a Jew is great. Why? Because he's connected to greatness. That makes you great because you're connected to greatness. If you disconnect and think you're great, now you're conceited. That's the problem. Okay. So this is the idea. So if you really, so part of the tshuva process will manifest itself in the person nullifying himself. There has to be objects of Beto. And therefore, he summarizes that the avod of Elul is to recognize the unity of Hashem, because ultimately that's what Rosh Hashanah is going to be. We declare Hashem the king of the world. Einod Milvado. You're not going to be able to make that declaration if you don't work on it for 30 days. Now remember, what's a, are you going to mean what you say on Rosh Hashanah when we say Hashem Melech, Hashem Molech, Hashem Yimloch, Lilam? We're saying a lot of nice things on Rosh Hashanah. 
but do we mean what we're saying? Ultimately, Rosh Hashanah is all about us proclaiming Enod Movado. That's the source of everything. Now, how can you proclaim Enod Movado if you believe there's other pleasures that are outside of Hashem? So this month, we're working on that. We're working on that. And then the Avod of El, when we recognize the unity of Hashem, and to enter service of Hashem from a state of beetle, of nullifying ourselves before Hashem. We have an amuna of the clarity of Hashem's unity in the world. And that's a very strong power in these, this month is where Hashem creates an energy where it's easier for us to come to that reality. We're able to strengthen our reflection and recognition of this unity of Hashem and to acquire a clear emuna of Enod Milvado and to live with Hashem. And if we have that, then we should be happy. A person who nullifies himself to Hashem is happy because he can overcome his tests because he realizes that only the light of Hashem is going to help us. And therefore, that's the only way you can enter a new year of proper service to Hashem and not to despair of success, but to give all your effort through a service of beetle and joy from the understanding that everything is from Hashem and we're his children and his emissaries who were chosen to reveal this in the world. And that's my job. And to keep focusing, that's my job. It's not what I want. It's what I believe Hashem wants me to do. And if I'm not sure what Hashem wants to do, I'll ask people to help me what Hashem wants me to do. So that's come from a lot of beetle. Right? And with this ability, the person will not, if you have that understanding clear, you will not be broken from the failures of the past. You will believe if I return to Hashem in truth with this recognition, I have already fixed all the blemishes. Because every mistake I made is not related to my feelings that I had when I made those mistakes. The source of, it's, it's not the Avera that counts so much. It's the source of the Avera. And that source was that I believed I was independently outside of Hashem. Once you take that out and say, no, I'm only connected to Hashem, then all those actions are meaningless in retrospect. Because when you merit that unity and beetle to Hashem, then the sins are going to be forgiven. Because the main blemish is, what's the real blemish? The real blemish is you say you don't believe in Hashem. But I corrected that. I really do. And what I admit what I did was wrong. And it was foolish and stupid. And I, was, I hope I won't make that same mistake again. I'll try my best not to make that same mistake. So you've already taken care of the core of the blemish. That which upset, upsets Hashem. How could you believe there's something outside of me? Now you're saying not. So that's coming back to Hashem. So until now we're saying, oh, coming back, coming back to the house and all this. But now it's much more. It's much deeper than just coming back to your parents. It's coming back to the source of all reality. It's much deeper. And that's really where the problems begin. And therefore, this ability of getting closer and closer to Hashem, there's infinite levels of this. 
It's not, okay, I feel close, I can't feel any closer. That's not true. There's infinite levels of feeling closer to Hashem. And therefore, every year we can come to a deeper level. And that's where the growth is. Now, it's, it's hard to imagine when you're in a certain spot that you could be any better. But you can't. <laughs> Truthfully, you couldn't even imagine it. You know, uh, you know, where sometimes we're on a level, okay, I'll do the right thing, but I won't be happy about it. That's one level. How about, I wish I could do the right thing and be happy about it. That's a higher level. And then there could be people who want to do the right thing and they don't even think about what they're thinking about. So the levels continue to grow because you're tapping into an infinite reality that is there. And with that, he ends the second chapter in this section. However, we got a couple minutes, so let's just jump in to start the next chapter, two, three minutes. And now we're going to get into a very fascinating topic, which was really originally brought up by the Mesilis Yashorim. And we're talking about these are days of mercy, rachamim, and slichos, and pardoning. And we say the 13 attributes of mercy. So we have to understand, what is that exactly? What's our avoda of understanding these are days of mercy? So we have to preface this by knowing that there are three of the many mitos that Hashem conducts the world. First one we know is chesed, right? And that's one of the spheros, kindness. There's one that's called din, judgment, which is called in Kabbalah, gvura. And then there's rachami, mercy, which is called in Kabbalah, tiferes. Those are three, we talked about them a lot. Chesed means giving unlimited, just expansion, giving, without even caring about the recipient. Just give, 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 give without even caring who it's going to, not questioning, it's just giving. And then, then judgment is to check who should get. And you give as is fitting. And that's gvura, where you say, instead of giving everything, I say, well, how much does this guy deserve? Holding back. It's, it's not expansion, it's contraction. Din is, don't just give it away, does he deserve it? Rachamim is the blend of chesed and judgment. On the one hand, the person is expanding and he's showing mercy. And he want, mercy means to give good to someone who doesn't deserve it. But there's also a bit of justice because I don't agree to give without checking it all. And therefore, the difference between Rachamim and Din is Din checks to the end. It says, does the guy deserve it? I don't know. You know what? If I give, if I if I let him off, if I did, you know, it's going to get bad towards the end. Rachamim says, let's not expect so much. Let's not expect so much. And you know what? I can even give to someone who's not totally deserving, as long as there's some reason to give him. That if he gets a little bit, that he'll get a little bit that even justice will agree to. But if he's not deserving at all, then he's not going to get anything. You hear the blend that we have over here. Chesed is, I give, I don't even care about what the person does with it. Din is, I'm only giving if the guy deserves. And if you don't deserve, I'm giving you nothing. Rachamim says, well, listen, there's some good over here. So, you know, just because he's not perfect, I'm not going to give him something. Now, if the guy is totally terrible, this okay, nothing to give. So the same thing, 
you know, we've done our virus, there should be justice, but should it be to the point to wipe you out? If I have Rachami, maybe you're gonna do some good. Well, judge will say, no, no, he did this, he deserves to get punished, let's forget about it, let's punish him. Yeah, but, but that's gonna hurt him. It's like, isn't there anything good over there? If there's something good, something good could come out of it, so let's, let's give it to him. So tomorrow we'll go into the Masil Shashram that takes this topic and really goes in much more detail to really understand what is this Rachamim that we're looking from from Hashem. And certainly we're going to see that if you want Hashem to have Rachamim for you, you better have Rachamim for other people. <coughs> I'll be tomorrow.